open season on Mamas. She's free. She's mine. Um, amen. I've, uh, I've been encouraging Kevin to get stirred up again, and he had such a good word about stirring up the gifts within you, um, and uh, I just that he just related, which isn't even what he's going to share, but it, it's so true um, that that exhortation from the scriptures is to you. You stir up the gift. And when he said it the other day to me, just relating something he heard from the Lord, I'm like, oh my gosh, how often are we waiting for something from heaven to get us going again? When the exhortation is, you stir up the gift. Now, I don't know how that is. It's, you know, it's, it's the glory of God to conceal the how-to. It was the glory of kings to figure it out. A king, a, an awesome man leader would go, I'm going to figure this out. That's what a king would do. That's, that's why the relation. Because a king is a man, a man who, who goes, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to find out the answer to that. I'm going to search high and low from this end of the planet to the other end of the planet to get the answer I want. That's the glory of a king. And you need to be like a king. You need to be like a son. If there is something given, then go, well, I'm going to figure that out. Even if, and if it's a mystery, even more so. It's Easter and the eggs are hidden Go find them, you know? It's, it's that thing. And so all those things to the Lord. Anyways, this is very significant, so I may share, I may not, but Kevin Cummings had a really awesome word I want him to share and um, relate, so yeah. Jesus, <clears throat> thank you, Father. Let's just all of our hearts be turned to the Lord right now. Jesus. Yeah, Lord, I just command rest in this room. Lord, every bit of fear, worry, anxiety, Lord, I just command it to go right now in Jesus' name. Deep rest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, every other noise but the sound of your voice, Lord, has got to be quiet right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Yeah, there's no striving in this moment right here. Thank you, Lord. I want to encourage you guys with uh, just some things that have been on my heart. You know, God calls us to be a steward of the things he gives us. Um, but it's not necessarily our job to strive to keep them, okay? 
And this is the Lord. I don't even really know where this is going, but I just feel in my heart to encourage you that God calls us to be a good steward of the things that he gives us, but he doesn't call us to labor and to strive and to worry and to be in fear and try to keep them. That we get to enter into a deeper level of trust even this morning. Last night, I don't know how, but I felt like the Lord said, I'm going to redeem September 11th by what I do on September 12th. It's a new day. And today we get to choose to trust the Lord with all of our heart. We get to choose to lean not on our own understanding. We get to choose to acknowledge him in all of our ways and he leads us in straight paths. So I wanna release you this morning from fear, the worry, the striving of trying to keep what God has given you and to just know in your heart that you've been a good steward of it and he is the one who gives and takes away. And if he chooses, it goes away. And if he chooses, it stays. But at the end of the day, we become good stewards. So we don't go and hide it in the field. We have, made, we have turned our five talents into 10 talents. We have turned our two talents into four talents. And the one who went and hid it, even what he has will be taken away. And it's gonna be given to those who are faithful. So I wanna encourage you, just continue to be faithful in rest, be faithful in trusting, be faithful in peace, and allow the Lord to bring increase into your life. But the striving and the fear, listen, the doors that God has opened, no man will shut. Even with the, this, this kind of re, re, revolves around even the, just the newest mandate that has come, uh, listen, most of you guys know my journey and my story, man. I have waited 17 years for my absolute dream job. I, there's days I still cannot believe it, but I'm not gonna sit up at night and worry about what I'm going to do if the day comes where I'm forced to walk out the doors. I'm going to fight till I get to a place of rest. You understand that's more of what the fight is today than over trying to keep our stuff. It's fighting to get to a place of peace. Because once we get to the cross, then the Lord raises us with resurrection power. The enemy wants to keep us from the cross. He wants to keep me from peace that's there. He wants to keep me from, from the hope that's there and the rest that's there, the promises that are there. Man, and I've just set a resolve in my heart to fight to get to rest. And if I'm not at rest, I'm not gonna make, I'm not gonna make decisions. I'm not gonna make phone calls. I'm not going to make financial decisions if I'm not in a place of rest. And right now I feel like the Lord is giving us a timeout moment. Okay, this isn't a new season. It's where we're still in this battle. We're still in this fight, but we're, we're in a huddle. You understand there, there's been a timeout on the field. The clock's running down. It seems like the enemy, we're never on the defense, by the way. The kingdom of God is always advancing in us and through us. It's always advancing. We are always constantly on the offense. I never have to come up with a strategy or a plan to try to defend something. I, I get to continue to take another step. And the Bible tells me that everywhere that my foot treads, the Lord has given me for the glory of God. That we get to continue to advance the kingdom no matter where it is that we go with every step we take, there we are declaring and taking another step, another foot, another uh, victory for the kingdom of God. We're, we are never on the defense. 
And I know this same thing has probably hit most of you. I mean, it's just, here it is. It was a few weeks ago, we were here in prayer and I wanna, tomorrow night at six o'clock, if you guys can come, we do Monday night prayer. And if you can come, I just wanna encourage you, come, pray, get edified. Let's pray for one another. Let's encourage each other. So if you can come at six, come. It was a few weeks ago, probably about a month now. I was sitting here and, and I just felt the sense that there was, there was another, another thing that was going to come, another wave, if you will, that was going to come and try to press in on us even all the harder. And, and, and I wanna share it in context of all of this, but I remember in that moment feeling feeling the um, anxiousness, the heaviness, uh, the haste to have to do something or to try to protect something. And I remember the Lord saying, as quickly as it comes up, it's gonna come down. And do not fear for it will not touch you. So even if it is this, this mandate that's just been put on us and whatever your position is, is, is your position. But, I, but what I'm saying is it's the threat. It seems like the walls, again, what a great word. It seems like the walls are just getting closer and closer and pressing in on us. But I'm telling you what, as quickly as it has come up, it will go down and do not fear for it will not touch you. <clears throat> this is a prophetic word that I had wrote out and uh, gave to Rick. And I'm just gonna share it this morning with a couple different scriptures here. To see as the Lord sees, to hear as he hears and to know what he knows. For a man will only reap that which he sows. It is time, says the Lord, for I've heard the cry of my people. Have you not seen and do you not understand? For that which I have spoken has begun to play out right in front of you. On August 17th, 2021, I was standing in the carport and I shared a little bit of this before, but I was standing in the carport looking out into the yard and I noticed a withered up brown leaf laying there. And I thought it was odd that in the middle of summer, practically, there was a withered up brown leaf. And I heard in my heart, the Lord say, for it will be an early fall. Then I heard they will begin to turn on each other. Come to find out, and at, at that time I didn't know, um, that Rosh Hashanah had, um, was about three weeks early this year, which is profoundly prophetic. As I heard these words rise up in my heart, I knew that the direction of these words were like fiery arrows pointed at the enemy in his camp. To the wicked in the land, to the powers and principalities, to demonic strongholds, to perverted agendas, to the corruption and evil in high and lofty places. For the rain falls on the just and the unjust. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine, Jesus says in Matthew 7, and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the one, this has been years ago, but I was at my old church and I was sitting in the sanctuary playing my guitar and, and just this question comes to me like, what is the sand? Like we know what the rock is. But what does it mean to build your house on the sand? And the Lord answered me this. He says, it's, it's the opinions of man. It's the wisdom of man. It's the fear of man. It's the counsel of man. It's the judgments of man. Anything pertaining to the weakness and insight of our flesh is the sand. And the rain descended and the floods came and the wind blew and beat on that house, the one that was built on the sand, and it fell and great was its fall. 
Now remember, even out of this, on August 17th, the Lord said, it's going to be an early fall. I wanna read Psalms um, chapter nine. First, let me start here. I wanna encourage you guys, if, if um, I've been on this little journey of going through the book of Psalms and finding out what the promises are to the righteous in contrast to the promises that the Lord gives to the wicked. And, and if you need to be encouraged, if you need to be stirred up and edified, I just wanna encourage you and challenge you just to begin to read through the book of Psalms and start to notice in how many places the Lord says, for the righteous it will be this, but for the wicked it will be this. And begin to hold on and to declare these promises over your family, over your life, your job, your, your, our nation, everything, because I'm telling you what, the promises for the wicked end in destruction. Where did I tell you guys to go to first? Psalms 9, okay. So listen, listen to this, because this gives us a picture of God that we don't usually uh, think of. And I just declare this as a prophetic word over our nation in this hour. So starting in verse one, I'm just gonna read all the way through here. I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will tell of your marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. When my enemies turn back, they shall fall and perish at your presence. For you have maintained my right and my cause. You sat on the throne judging in righteousness. You have rebuked the nations. You have destroyed the wicked. You have blotted out their name forever and ever. O enemy, destructions are finished forever. And you have destroyed cities. Even their memory has perished. But the Lord shall endure forever. He has prepared his throne for judgment. He shall judge the world in righteousness, and he shall administer judgment for the peoples in uprightness. The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble, and those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Sing praises to the Lord who dwells in Zion. Declare his good deeds among the people. When he avenges blood, he remembers them. He does not forget the cry of the humble. Verse 13, have mercy on me, O Lord. Consider my trouble from those who hate me. You who lift me up from the gates of death, that I may tell of your praise in the gates of the daughter of Zion, I will rejoice in your salvation. And I wanna really focus on verse 15 here. The nations have sunk down in the pit which they made. In the net which they hid, their own foot is caught. The Lord is known by the judgment he ex executes. The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. Talking about the hands of the wicked. The wicked shall be turned into hell and the nations that forget God. For the needy shall not always be forgotten. The expectation of the poor shall not perish forever. Arise, O Lord. Do not let man prevail. Let the nations be judged in your sight. Put them in fear, O Lord, that the nations may know themselves to be but men. And so all of this in saying that, that our house is built upon the rock, theirs is built upon the sand and great will be their fall. Listen, it is the actual snares that the enemy has set up for us. That I'm, I'm telling you right now, begin to watch. We can already see this taking place, but they're going to begin to turn on each other and the snares that they have set for themselves, for us, will end up catching their own foot. The nets that they have made with their hands will catch their feet. I 
Okay, yeah, so on that same night of prayer uh, that we were here and I heard the Lord say that as quickly as it comes up, it'll come down and to not fear for it will not touch you. I also heard this. Uh, I heard the Lord say, do not believe the bad news for I am the good news. And as quickly as it rises, it will go down. Do not fear for it will not touch you. Let's just continue to not believe the bad news for he is the good news. And I've begun to apply this word in every situation and hold it up against every thought in which it seems applicable. So I just release that to you to do the same thing, whether it's this situation or not, let us, every thought that comes into our mind, let us begin to hold this word up against it that says, listen, I'm not gonna believe the bad news. It could be how I'm feeling today. I'm not gonna believe the bad news for he's the good news. As quickly as this comes up, it's gonna come down. Do not fear, it's not going to touch me. <clears throat> um, on September 9th, you know, just a few days ago, the night that Joe Biden made his mandatory theory known to the world, not even had to listen to it myself. I've just chosen to not allow everything to come into my spirit. I've just, there's no need for me to listen to it. If you guys do, that's fine. It's okay. I heard in my heart with assertive authority that because of this mandate, there has been set a date for this man. This is an overreach. This was a crossing of the line that because of the mandate that he has made, the Lord has said there has been a date set for this man. It will, no, it will not go any further. And I knew unequivocally that the Lord was saying that the days of Joe Biden are numbered. And I could perceive in my spirit that this mandate could very well possibly be the very thing that allows governors, senators, represent, uh, representations, representatives on both sides see and say, this man has got to go. The push to say, see, this man has lost his mind. He is unfit for duty. And listen, this is really prophetic. But when we look at the second half of King Saul's time as king, although he was still king 20 years after he had lost his anointing, he has lost his mind. He was in the fields eating like the cows did. He, he was still in a place of position, but he had no authority to be there. He had lost his mind. He has zero anointing on his life to be president. On September 9th of 2020, I wrote this in my notes that Joe Biden is more afraid of what will happen to him if he becomes president than what we need to be. In Psalm 9, verse 15, I just read through that, that the nations have sunk down in the pit which they made. In the net which they hid, their own foot is caught. The Bible is literally filled with verses upon verses like this that clearly verifies the outcome of the wicked and the promise for the righteous. A few nights ago, um, I was laying down in bed and I had just closed my eyes and I was still awake and I, I just saw this image of a pack of wolves standing outside of a door and they wanted in because on the inside of that was their source of food and, and uh, they wanted in and they wanted to eat. However, the huge snake, and I saw on the other side of the door, there's this huge snake that filled the entire room that usually fed them, uh, was on the inside asleep and no longer active. At that moment, I simply shook it off as just a random weird thought. Um, but after seeing a post from um, uh, Charlie Champ, he's a prophetic guy, I knew it was something different. And this is what he had posted on April 9th of 2020. He said, I saw the demonic spirit controlling the pharmaceutical industry. in America dethroned, get ready for a major reform is coming. And I heard the Lord say, the wolves will no longer feast on the flesh of men for the witch's hand has been broken for all to see. That which has been hidden will be exposed. 
for you have entered a time when the powerful heads that have controlled the drug industry will roll. Amen. Um, and also too, I just saw a post from an apostolic leader that I know, and he said that as he was praying, the groan of God hit him and he began to groan and cry out, blow the whistle, whistleblower. And I believe that we're going to, we are about to see in here that exact same thing. I want to read through Psalm 1 really quickly. And in order to really, I mean, we've almost got to make a decision and I've, I've I know you guys sound silly, but we've almost got to make a decision, um, to allow the things that we hear and see, they must be filtered. They must be filtered through the word of God. So I cannot, I'm gonna read Psalm 1 to us and over us, but, but in order to fully receive it, it's almost like I've gotta be able to, in my spirit and in my mind, my will and my emotions, receive this as being the absolute truth, regardless of what it says or how it sounds. I've gotta just make a decision that if it comes from this, I've got to receive this and allow this to be the anchor to my soul. Um, because it starts with this in Psalm 1, verse 1, first word is blessed. It says, blessed is the man who walks not according to the counsel of the ungodly. Now, here we are faced with this de decision of to do this or else. <laughs> Coming from the counsel of the ungodly, but the Bible tells me that I'm blessed if I do not walk in the ways of this pressure that's being put on me. Right, so it's saying, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits at the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water that bring forth fruit in its season, whose leaf shall not wither. Again, remember, I saw a withering brown leaf in the yard. That's not my leaf. <laughs> I can assure you that's not my leaf. My, my tree is going to bear fruit because I'm planted by a stream of living water. I'm a blessed man because I'm not going to walk in, according to the counsel of the ungodly. That wasn't my leaf. That was their leaf. That's not your leaf that was in the yard that day. It, the Bible tells me that your leaf shall not wither. This was a browned up withered leaf. And whatever you do will prosper. When we choose to be blessed and not walk according to the counsel of the ungodly, whatever you do will prosper. September 1st, I thought I put it in here, of this past year, um, the Lord told me that the prosperity this time next year will be unmeasurable. The prosperity this time next year will be unmeasurable. So apply that to however and whatever it is that you want to apply it to. Verse four says this, we just get this promise in verse three that tells us that I'm going to bear fruit in, in season. My leaf is not going to wither and I'm going to prosper in whatever I do, but the ungodly are not so, but are like chaff, which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. 
And I just declare that over us today. Just, just as, I mean, go through the entire book of Psalms, but here we are, chapter one, verse one, first paragraph, you know, blessed is the man who walks not according to the counsel of the ungodly. We should not have fear in this moment. This is, this is a pausing moment. Like I said, the Lord is allowing us to catch our breath. He's allowing us to get a cool drink and he's going to begin to give us strategy. I'm telling you what, there is going to be step-by-step strategies given to us and how to proceed. We're going to see the things that he has promised come to fruition. We're going to see uh, the, the prophets, what they have prophesied and declared. We're going to see those things come to pass. Our soul is going to prosper. Why? Because we have believed the prophets. We are going to take uh, exponential leaps of faith. Listen, I was thinking about this during worship. Everything that the enemy has to do against us, he's already done not just in our life, but from the very beginning of creation all the way up to this moment, he, he has no new tricks. There is nothing else that he can do, can say. There's no new accusations. There's no new persecutions. There's no more, uh, how, you know, nets that could be laid. We have an opportunity to look back throughout history, this book right here, and see every single snare, every single trap. But I'm telling you what, the Lord has reserved for a moment, a glory and an outpouring and a presence and a promise and a fulfillment that has never been seen from the time that Adam and Eve were created in the garden until this moment we stand here right now, there is a promise that we have yet to see. The enemy is out of everything. He's out of everything. He's got nothing left. So the only thing he can do is continue to try to put the pressure on us, put the pressure on us. But what, I mean, what a blessing it is that, that, that as the dross is being wiped away, here comes up more uh, purity, the gold, the silver, all of these things. And the Lord is forming in us something that the enemy cannot touch. He has no more tricks, but the Lord has reserved something that none of us have ever seen. <laughs> That's what we're holding on to. That's what we're pressing into. I want to leave you encouraged and emboldened and strengthened in the Lord. So Jesus, I pray that you just allow our hearts to be open to receive this encouragement, Lord, to rejoice that all things, Jesus, work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purposes, that no weapon formed against you will prosper, that if God is for you, who can be against you? Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits at the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his, in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth his fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away, Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked shall perish. Take this moment, this pause, if you will, and strengthen yourselves in the Lord. So I, I want to stay on this and, and not get into anything else. Um,
I, I had the, an awesome experience this week. Um, and um, I was um, running errands, and Phyllis said, hey, we stop at a certain store, a grocery store. I'm like, mm, you know, I'm buying stuff and tools and, you know, construction stuff. And I, you know, grocery stores, I'm not feeling it. But, you know, but I'm a good husband, Sue, you know. And I said, sure, you know. And um, so I stopped really was thinking of how to get out of going to this particular store. But see, that's just funny. Like, we think being led by the Spirit is doing what you want to do. Being led by the Spirit is often doing what you don't want to do. Okay? Can we get that settled? So just because you, yeah. Often what you like, oh, I don't want to do that, that could very well be the Spirit, especially if your wife's asking you to do something. Yeah. So anyways, I do it. I go, and I'm just first aisle. And I run into this young man that, that I know. Begin to talk, but it was so strange because he could hardly speak. And we're beginning to interact, but he can't get his words out, which is very, very unusual for him. And I'm like, I'm about to ask him, are you okay? Like, something seemed wrong. Because this, this young man very great personality, very just free spirit, like really neat guy. And um, I'm, I'm looking at him and he, he's like standing in the aisle, just like, like, you know, and he begins to say, I've been wanting to talk to you. And he asked me some questions about the political scene and this and that. And, 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 and I start to share some things, but it wasn't long and I went, I, I went, there, and he was saying this, like, I want to come back to the Lord. And I'm like, yeah, let's just, you, you do need, like, you need Jesus. Jesus will answer that. Jesus will answer all the problems you have and, and where you, you are. And I said, you stop and talk. And we talked for a while there. And I said, you stop anytime. I will drop whatever I'm doing to, to talk and take time with you and help you. And uh, somebody else came through the store. And pretty soon we had a meeting in the aisle way. Like, is kind of unusual for me. It was like, it was good. It was neat, neat stuff. Go home. And I, as I'm driving home, I'm really excited about this, this encounter. And uh, it was neat in itself. But I realized, but I'm really excited. What I was really excited about was that I encountered hunger in someone for the Lord. It's really hard to witness to people that aren't hungry. You can lead a man to water, but you can't make him drink, you know? Like, and often in our Christian experience, God bless our heart trying to do what we're supposed to do. A lot of striving in, especially knowing, convicted that we should be, we're wit his witnesses. You are my witnesses. And this, the reality is, is if a person's not hungry, you can give them a word and keep moving. But, uh, and, and that may, if the Lord says to do it, you better do it. But I, I saw hunger. I saw hunger, and I and so now I'm praying. I'm praying this will come to pass because often people will experience this. People want to come to church, 
and they're like wanting to come, especially to our church, and being able to walk through the doors are two different things. There's, there's such a battle, an unexplainable battle they have to fight just to get here. It's, it's not casual. It's not just like, oh, I think I'll drop in. Like, it, there's war. There's a war to fight. There's, a, there's an unseen obstacle. We've got to understand that's often what's happening. There are, there are print powers that hold them back, even from what they want to do when they want to come. So I witnessed, I came back and I said to Phyllis, wow, there's hunger. Because she's often all, you know, really under... Um, it really bothers her. I should be witnessing more. I should be doing more and more. As much as she does, she still gets tormented by this thought. And, and I was like, Phyllis, when people are hungry, you're going to have abundance of ministry to give. That's not the problem. But it's that, that hunger in there. And um, in, this atmos- in this crazy atmosphere, the hunger is getting stirred up. And the darkness is coming and it's scaring people right into heaven, and we don't have to give any scenario. Yeah, yeah. The enemy's doing our job for us. Yeah, you, you scare them this way. It's kind of like the way you go deer hunting. You go with a big group, and you know, hopefully someone's going to scare it up, so that you, and they'll put you. I never. I don't hunt. But anyways, I hear stories about how they do it, and they'll post somebody in a certain place, and we're going to circle around, and we're going to come in and just kind of start walking towards, and we're going to put you in this position so that when the, the deer comes or the animal comes, you're, you're right there in the right position. Am I, am I right? Isn't that not, that's not one of the tactics of hunting? The enemy is pushing people, right? It, things have gotten tense enough, and, and I mean, the enemy's... Thank you, darkness. Like you're pushing them right into our arms because we are the light and we do have answers. And I'm so excited. Like it, it, it gave me real substance to pray because I saw the hunger. Honestly, it's been the greatest enemy I've had is that I don't feel hunger from people. And I do not talk about things that people don't want to talk about very seldom. Like hardly ever that. And when, when there's like, oh, I've got plenty. You can pull all kinds of stuff out of me when someone's hungry. I used to experience this going to the jail. I wasn't a great person to go. Uh, and yet I did. And I would go with Don Hurd, play my guitar, and, and, and share things. And I often experienced this going to the, to the jails, especially uh, it was usually the county jail here in Columbiana. I would have things to say that, like, I'm like, where did that come from? And I had this awesome awareness that there was a hunger, there was a need, and the and it pulled that hunger pulled this out of me. Like I'm like it was really neat to see how the Lord works. Like I went not knowing what that was, but when I was, I just showed up. I showed up. I stirred up the gift by driving and going and doing when I didn't necessarily feel like going and doing. It wasn't a glorious thing, but I did it consistently and faithfully for a lot of years. And, and I often would experience this. All of a sudden, there would be a real highlight on something I was sharing. And I realized someone needed it. Sometimes I knew, sometimes I didn't know. But it, the Lord uses, he'll use you even when you think, I don't have anything to say. say. You'll be amazed what you have to say. You have a story. And when a hungry person taps into your story, you've got quite a testimony. You're, you too can be a witness. So I say that to encourage you. 
People are hungry. They're getting hungry. Like, really, the darkness has come enough. The, the things have shifted enough. They're like, oh, this isn't a game. Everything, everything we have could be lost. Like, just seeing it can be, and that security falling down. So we're in the right position. We're in the position for the Lord to fulfill all his promises to us. Yeah. And all we had to do was stay, like just show up, just stay. And, you know, as nasty as it looked a lot, just stay in place. Stay where you're planted. Be where you're supposed to be because at the right time, you'll be right where you need to be for the harvest. It may not look like a glorious place until the harvest comes in. You'll be like, whoa, this was exactly where I should have been. So the hungers, I witnessed the hunger. That's the story. And now I have prayers. To, now I'm like, yeah, yeah, bring them, Lord. And I can pray for this individual, like come and, uh, and, and pray. And I understand he's being resisted, but he, the hunger was genuine. The hunger was genuine. And so I pray and I pray. And so um, that is true of a lot of people. I've been aware over years, like, why, why are we connecting with more people? In time, I find out what they're practicing and what they're doing, and I'll go, oh, no wonder they stayed away. I was friendly, and they, I got cold shoulders, and I hadn't done a thing. I'm like, I don't get this. Well, I, I do now, because when people are hiding things, and they're carrying things, and they're not wanting to change, then you're, you make them noivous. So they avoid... And we're like, we're supposed to be the light, of, you know, we're supposed to be this, and they, they run from us like we're the plague. What's up? Well, at the right time, they'll come. When they're ready, when the, when the harvest is ready, it stands still for the combine, you know? Like, it'll, it'll stand still, you know? It'll, it'll be, when it's ready, it's easy to, to take the corn off the stalk. When, it, when, the, when the water, I had grew these accidentally, I grew these amazing watermelons this, this year, you know? And there's ways you tell when they're getting ripe, and there's a little thing here and a little thing there, and when that dries up, then they're ready. And, and when they're ready, they're easy to harvest. But until then, they're like, they got a good grip on there, you know? I had watermelon this long. Like, there were those big, long ones that you only get from Georgia. I'm like, um, wow. Phyllis, and I, we, Phyllis planted them. They were just a, one or two plants in one little hill. I'm like, they're not doing anything. And all of a sudden, boop, boop. You know, like, you just, just let it grow. Take her easy. No striving. I love that, Kevin. Like, we can't, this isn't, can't be, it can't be striving. Anything we do can't be out of that. Well, just it's in Gideon like I can't have you I can't afford Gideon we got to cut this army down like he's like man I was anointed to gather thousands and thousands and thousands of men because a lot of them I'm feeling really confident about this and the Lord's like there's too many that's not the word you want to hear from the Lord there's too many and then he skins it down and it's like there's still too many wow have you had that feeling like the Lord goes oh nope too much too much money I, I was feeling good about having that money. Too, too, too many things going on. Like, oh, I was just feeling comfortable about that. Like, no, no, no. I, I need to get the glory for this. I can't have you later going, I did this. Phyllis, uh, the Lord has skinned us out a couple more than, more than once. Things went a certain way, and we went, this was to humble us because we were quite arrogant when we first started out. And we encountered a lot of things that went, mm, you know, we're not so smart as we thought we were. 
And it brought us to a place where we had a lot of compassion. We normally wouldn't, we would not have had that unless we had to go through some things. Amen? Amen. 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 Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for the fire. Thank you for the encouragement. Thank you for this amazing word from Kevin. I just ask that we will be able to meditate, that we will meditate on it that will let it get into us. I just thank you for the direction you're bringing and giving us the comfort. Father, make us bold. As you continue to give all the signs, all the confirmations that every person sitting here needs so that we can go, I know the Lord is with me. I know the Lord is with me. And I can step out and he will be with me. So, Father, show you are so willing to prove to us, to confirm to us, to reconfirm to us that you are God. There are people sitting here that need you to confirm that you'll be with them if they have a tough decision to make in the future. We need to know this. We can't play games. It's, it's real life. Somebody else can't take it. Somebody else can't, can't do it for us. Someone else can't do it for us. We need revelation. We need perception from you. I want to just thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're going to pray. You know, pray. The, our president asked, called a 21-day prayer. Like, is that amazing? He's still, yeah. Wow. Wow. The Lord took a man. He was as carnal as carnal could be. I know if I met him when he was just a businessman, I wouldn't have liked him. I didn't like his pictures. And, and the Lord took an unlikely person and framed him and molded and made him into a person that the Lord would use for such a time as this. And uh, I didn't even, wasn't even aware of that. I saw it on Sean's, yeah, this, this, there's a video on Sean Voigt's website. He's, he's actually, I'm like, wow, 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 wow. Let us pray. Yeah, yeah, so, amen. Anything else that I need?